Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And I wanted to talk about something that's uh, really come to light over the last couple of weeks. And that is how soul-destroying job searching can be. So um, we all know that uh, it's a very competitive market at the moment. So the whole job search process, most of the time, um, most people look at it as a necessary evil. They don't prefer to job search at all. So when they have to do it, it's really like overwhelming. Where do I start? And they just do what they've always done. And that's basically looking through job boards and applying online. And so yesterday I was talking to one of my clients and my client has been uh, happily employed for 20 years or over 20 years, have been, has been always been in a lucky position to have a really good established network, has been tapped on the shoulder, left, right and center, and never had to really go through the formal job search process. And to make things even worse, um, the people that he was working with or the recruiters that he was working with, he was always very respectful, polite. They would call him to actually ask if he had a job and if he had, he and if he had the budget to work with them, he would work with them. So always good relationship, good p- partnership. Now, uh, what happened? So beginning of this year, the company uh, had to let him go, go because basically um, they had to restructure and so they didn't have any budget for the level that he was on. So they were cutting out one layer of senior management. Now, this happens all, a lot with companies. So you have to imagine becoming being on the market have never been really on the market before or intentionally that you that you have been between roles or something like that and so he came to me saying like wow where, where do I start like I thought like um, putting together a resume was good enough and then basically like I couldn't reach out to my network because most of the people uh, are in very um, tight positions at the moment but he thought it was would be having a good relationships with the recruiters that he built up over the years and when he was reaching out to them he received or he got a closed door and so at the moment he sees them even advertise and for position that he know he can do but he is not getting anywhere and he's getting frustrated and he's not understanding what he's doing wrong and so when I spoke initially with him about the whole career, uh, sorry, the whole job search process, this was the first time that he looked at job searching as really as kind of a mechanism. 
Because most people, like I said, they uh, they try to avoid job searching, and when they do, they just their strategy is like just applying online on the job boards, whether that's Seek, LinkedIn, in Europe, any other job boards. And so, but times have changed. Technology has changed, and the market has changed. So you have to have a different approach to the whole job search process. And if you do not adjust, you are going to be left behind and you're not going to stand out. So the choice is up to you whether you embrace that change or not. And the funny thing is, it's quite similar with companies. And a lot of you are at the level in an organization that they need to change in order to survive, to sell more, to uh, attract more customers, to retain customers. So we are often the biggest advocates for change. But when it comes down to changing ourselves, it is hard. And I definitely get that. And I definitely see that with people that I work with. But my job for you, or my job is to give you the information that you need to change your approach in order to be successful. Yes, the market is more competitive. And it's actually not going to change. People say like, oh, when the market is back to normal. No, the market is going to be different. The job market is going to be different because the way we work is different. For now, we have whole companies that took their offline business online, companies that didn't want to have workers uh, work from home that need to needed to work from home. And companies, I hear it from my clients all the time that are questioning whether or not they should have an office or that size of office space. And so they're really looking at their workforce. So they will be really looking at the, at the people that they employ. And that includes you. So they are changing. You need to change because it is going to stay a competitive market. So what do I advise people to do? And what's the system, the job search system that I'm talking about? So if you look at um, a job search, there are three core pillars. And in my pro program, uh, Pivot Your Job Search, I work around those three core pillars because they form the foundation of your immediate need, which is job search success, but also your long-term needs, career success. I had a group coaching call uh, with my amazing group of clients uh, earlier today. And one of them, uh, she said, actually, Caroline, what you're teaching us is basically we should do that all the time, shouldn't we? This is like complete network strategy. And it's like, yes. So it doesn't only, it's not only relevant now to get a job. It's like the bigger picture. And a lot of people don't see that. So the three pillars that I was talking about, the first pillar is understanding your unique value proposition. Now, not a lot of people know that. And I talk to a lot, a lot of people on a daily, weekly, yearly basis. Um, over the last seven years that I've been doing that as a coach and even longer as an executive recruiter, um, people don't know what makes them unique. People don't know how to stand out. People don't know what sets them apart. I spoke I spoke earlier to a potential client and I said like, okay, your LinkedIn profile looks right and you sound like you're comfortable to hold yourself together and show your leadership capabilities in, in an 
interview, I said, but you need to have the right words to pitch yourself. Your message, your narrative needs to be the right one. Because even if you are of the type that actually is very comfortable in an interview and can interview really well, you need to use the right message to be able to uh, engage your audience. And your audience is the interviewer in this case. But pitching yourself comes comes back over and over again in everything. It first starts in your resume, in your LinkedIn profile, before it even comes in an interview. And later on, after the interview, it comes back in the first 90 days of being in a new job. So, and then for promotion, and then, and then, and then. So you see how selling yourself is a key skill you need to succeed in your career. And so it's re it's vital for you to learn that. So identifying your unique value proposition is a first element that you need to learn uh, what that is. And you need to take your unique value proposition and then it's like any communication material. You take that communication and you have different channels that you use. So you take one piece, your, your pitch, your unique value proposition, and you create that in your elevator pitch, in your career statement for your res resume. You use that as a summary for your LinkedIn profile. You use that in verbal way, how to communicate and answer the question in an interview when they ask you, tell me about yourself. So you see, of course, it has different faces. So you adjust your content to the channel that you're using. So that's the first part, your unique value proposition. And a lot of people, or they think it's easy and they just wing it and it never works out because a couple of months later, they come knocking on my door to ask, Caroline, can you help me? I'm stuck with this. Um, or they basically over uh, they, they they realize that it's not as easy to 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 do. Second part uh, of the that strategy or of that pillar is like your self marketing material. Now a lot of people think your resume is a necessary uh, piece paper piece of paper that's a necessary evil, um, not realizing the power that your resume has. So your resume is not the words on paper. It's a, an indication of how knowledgeable you are about your career, about what you have gone through, about you. So when, you, when I work with my clients, we actually unravel their entire career so that they can get an understanding of what it is that they have done. They really own their achievements and they are making, sorry about that, they are making sure that the, the way they articulate themselves is in line with the position that they want. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see is that there is a big disconnect between what people want and the job that they want and the, the kind of opportunity that they're looking for together with the salary that they're looking for and then the way they are communicating themselves about themselves in their resume or LinkedIn profile. And if there is a disconnect between that, that it's not going to happen. You're not going to get an interview. It's like any buying decision. We all know a confused mind doesn't make a decision. This is the same for when people receive your resume. If they are confused about what it is that you can do and it's unclear, they're not going to make a decision to invite you for an interview. It's simple as that. It's a very simple rule. 
So you have to think about, okay, how do I create that clarity? And you use your, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, are your communication channels to communicate your value. So you have to make sure that unique value proposition that we created in the first pillar, that we translate that very clearly in the second pillar. So in your self-marketing material and that we make sure that it's all aligned and really resonating with your target audience. Because with that when that resonates, they need to ba basically say, wow, I just this person can solve my problem. And that is the engagement and that's the results that, that you want to achieve. I always compared your resume because one of the, 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 the challenges I see with a lot of my clients, uh, because they have over 15 years experience, so they range from managers, leaders or directors, heads of like executives and so on. And one of the biggest challenges that I see with them is that they say, Caroline, I have done so much. I really struggle connecting the dots between everything that I have done. I've done worked in this industry and then I've done this and I can really solve problems and I can give solutions to those problems that they didn't have that they wouldn't have thought about. And so my answer to that whole process is like first of all, you have to think about um, your experience like as a movie. And then you have to think like, okay, what would I produce? A trailer of a movie. And in a trailer of a movie, in 90 seconds, they give you a sense, if they do it well, they give you a sense of the, 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 what the genre is of the movie, the caliber of, uh, of actors. Uh, is, so if it's a, a romantic movie, an adventure, a horror movie, you have an idea. And in 90 seconds, you make the decisions whether this decision whether or not you want to go and see that movie so and that is the same thing i want you to do with your resume so even though you have 15 20 or over 10 years experience it's kind kind of getting there to condense it uh, even though you have like so much experience like instead of focusing like okay i have to write everything on a piece of paper, everything that truly represents what I've ever done, don't do that. That's like nobody reads everything. And I will repeat that. Nobody reads everything. So what you need to do is think about your resume as a trailer of a movie. How can I make it so concise to the point? How can I sell myself, pitch myself in? Because that's what the trailer of a movie does. It convinces you to go and buy a ticket to see a movie. Maybe not now, but basically that's what it does. So that's what I want you to do with your resume is that it convinces people to pick up the phone and say like, hey, we want to organize an interview with you. And that is the curiosity, the excitement that you want to evoke because you, you have to position yourself in such a way that they know that you will solve their problem, that you are the revelation, or that and that you're worthy of having a more a, 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 a more of a chat, a deeper conversation, and that's what you want to achieve. So, of course, you're worthy, by the way, but that's what you want to achieve. So that's the second pillar. So the first pillar is your unique value proposition. Second pillar is your self-marketing material. And then the third pillar, this is where it all comes together. That's your strategy part. Now, before I dive into the strategy part, I want to also tell you that 
your unique value proposition and your self-marketing material is completely in your control. And when I say that, it's like you can build that as quickly as you want. So the people that are going through my program, they can have that done in uh, a week or they can done, have that done in, a, in as a long-term project and they can take their time to really unravel everything. And uh, it depends what they have on their plate. Also, if they're working another contract, they might say like, uh, we do that in a month and a half. The, the bottom line is that you're creating your pitch and your unique value proposition and, and your self-marketing material is completely in your control. The last part, the strategy part, it's not completely in your control. So first of all, you have your job search strategy, and then you have your interview strategy, and then you have your negotiation strategy. So again, those three components are not all depending on you. So your job search strategy, what is important is that you diversify your job search. Like I had a whole session with my fantastic group today about how to diversify their job search. And a lot of people are like, just look at it, looking at it one dimensional. They are um, scrolling to job boards. They see that pink button on Seek or that blue button on LinkedIn or any other job boards with any other colors of buttons <laughs> and they just apply online. And that's it. Pray to the gods. Hopefully the stars align that I get an interview. But here's the thing. You enter the email box of a HR and you are together with between 300 and 500 applicants. For some jobs, it might be even over 1,000 applicants. So it's a lot of people. So you enter the inbox of an HR. The HR does a resume screening of the application tracking system, does a resume screening. And so they come up with a long list of 20 applicants. And those 20 applicants, those uh, they give a call. They say, like, what's your salary expectations, availability, and so on, uh, to see if there is a match between their role, what they're looking for, and what you're looking for. And then they make from that long list of those 20 candidates a short list of five candidates. And from those five candidates, they go to the hiring manager, send them and say, like, here is your short list. And then most of the time, the hiring manager makes even a shorter list of that short list and says the top three candidates we interview. And if we need to, we can expand that. So that's a little bit the process. So it is very competitive. So not only is it competitive like going through all the layers, but the chances that you stand out, even with a spanking brand new resume, is like very competitive and very tough. So what I teach my clients is actually to diversify their job search. And that means as a result that they are able to open back doors to company, that they are able to create new opportunities where there wasn't before. That means that they even can apply for jobs that weren't even advertised. So those things happen when you diversify your job search. But it's not because you just like scroll and apply online and hope for the best. And this strategy, needs to always be a part of your job search. So I don't say to totally forget about that, but you also have to realize what your chances are. Like, it's like, 
going uh, playing any game? What are the chances if you play like blackjack or if you play like uh, Monopoly? Like it's just like different chances of, of, of winning. So you have to make a judgment call how you diversify your job search. So that's the first part. And on that, I also want to say, if you are um, a square peg trying to fit in a round hole, then you need to definitely think about diversifying because if you just have a straight line career, so for example, you worked all your life for, I don't know, uh, Coca-Cola and or similar soft drink brands or uh, uh, FMCG companies, and then you go to another FMCG company and just have a similar kind of role, it will be easier to transition. And of course, they're going to pick up your profile because basically they know that you work for a competitor and you have that intellectual property. So that is like a very, that's an easier transition if you stand out with your UVP, with your unique value proposition in your pitch, and you have self-marketing material that's aligned, that strategy, can work but if you're a little bit different and recruiters don't really know what to do with you because you have a mixed background then it's becoming very difficult and then you have to think about diversifying otherwise it's going to be soul destroying like you will finish applying for roles um, that you know you have the skills and experience for but you won't get a foot in the door and it's not because you're not talented and it's not because you you are, don't have the skills but it is because you are stuck in a very traditional old-fashioned way of looking for a job and unless you change that and unless you acknowledge that you're going to just like go around and around in circles, not getting the results that, that you want and that you know that you deserve. So it's up to you to make that choice. So first of all, it's your job diversifying your job search. Secondly, is your interview techniques. Now, this is really important one again, because most of the people that I talk to or work with, they want to just like stretch themselves a little bit, uh, even though they're happy to do the same job. But even if you do the same job in another company, you always will have a little, uh, it will be different. No job is the same. It will be different, different people, different stakeholders, different budgets, different team. It might be a global company compared to a startup. There's so many nuances that you have to think about. And so when you um, go for an interview and do your preparation, you need to know what those differences are because those, that is your list of objections. Now, you as the interviewee, you need to know how to overcome those objections. Because if you don't overcome those objections, people are going to always come back to you with the feedback like, oh, uh, we really liked you, but we chose a candidate that had uh, more specific experience in this or more industry experience. And, um, and you think like, oh my God, you knew I didn't have that industry experience before you asked me for three interviews. So you knew that I worked with smaller budgets. Or, so, and instead of blaming them, I don't say you have to blame everything on yourself, of course, but it's about you now know, and so I'm teaching you, so now you can prepare yourself differently. But those are objections, and you need to overcome those objections. So they might not vocalize it, but 
being able to integrate those objections into your interview in one way or another, and there's certain strategies for that, that will make sure that you don't have those objections in, in, in the interview or not coming back to you. Of course, having said that, this is not a golden bullet or a silver bullet that I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you how to minimize your risk and maximize your chances to getting the job because that is ultimately what you want to do. Then as a last part, you have negotiation strategy, and that is making sure that you are on path to achieve the financial goals that you want to achieve. Um, most people's strategy, they are very good in negotiating a lot of things, contracts, service level agreements, and so on. But when it comes down to negotiating things for themselves and negotiating their own salary, they're often stuck. So it's about knowing how to navigate that. So to circle back to the beginning and to summarize everything together, three pillars. And the first pillar is like you need to have a unique value proposition, very clear pitch. Second pillar is that your self-marketing material needs to be stand out and setting you apart. So that is self-marketing material, your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn profile, and potentially if you have to address selection criteria that. And the third pillar is your strategy, and that is your job search strategy, your interview strategy, and your negotiation strategy. So that is everything that really is part of um, a job search. And yes, it might seem like, oh, it's a lot of elements, but believe it, me, like you can go through it very quickly. You just have need to have the, you just need to be prepared. Now, if you want to um, find out more about my program, uh, the Pivot Your Job Search, I will link it below this video. Otherwise, I would say if you want to just have a call how you can diversify your job search strategy, how you can actually work on your pitch and your self-marketing material, and if you're interested to see how we can work together, scheduling a call. So the website is newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash call and book in a free complimentary call with me. And on the call, my job is, it's not to sell you, it's like, um, of course, I would love to work with you if you are fit for my program, but first of all, I need to know if I can help you. So um, I love making connections with people. Um, I've loved that all, all my career. Um, you can ask any of my past candidates. I would talk and talk and talk away. But so the first thing for me to do is to understand you and understand where you're coming from and understand like, okay, the challenges you're facing. And then if I can help you, I will outline what working together would look like. And then at the end of the call, you simply say like, yes or no. And so, and that's it. So basically you will have an idea about, okay, what it is, how we can customize this strategy to you and whether this would work. Because a lot of people think about, oh my God, will this work for me? And I'm not afraid to turn clients or potential clients away if that wouldn't be a fit. But if it is a fit and if I can help you get unstuck in your job search and land your next six-figure leadership role, then I will. So book in a call at New Horizon Coaching dot com dot au forward slash call uh, i love to talk to you i love to 
connect with you and understand your individual situation. Now, um, before I go, uh, if we're not connected yet on LinkedIn, send me an email, send me a connection request. I am all about networking, connecting with people. If you have a question and you say like, I would love Caroline's insights on this, send me a direct message with like your question that you might have um, because basically the more situations I have, uh, sometimes you don't realize all the, the 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 knowledge that you have until people ask you a question um so and that happens constantly in my my group is that they ask me a question it's like oh of course you do this 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 is this and then they say okay perfect but so uh, ask me a question if you're stuck and no question is a silly question so i hope this helped and i hope you have a lovely rest of the day and i hope to speak to you soon thank you bye Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.